us all say. Amen. I've come to set the earth on fire. And how I wish it was already ablaze. I have a baptism to be baptized. And what stress I'm under until it is completed. Do you think I came to the earth to bring peace?
possible to help them. Even if it meant shaking stuff up. I've come to set the earth on fire. The peace of Jesus means that he came to shake things up because he loved us so much because the way that we're going, God knew it wasn't going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jesus had to set the world on fire. That's part of the peace of Jesus. And then in verse 15, Jesus says, I have a baptism to be baptized with and what stress I'm under until it's completed. Now, you remember what happened when Jesus was baptized in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, when he was dipped in the river Jordan and he came out and the heavens opened and, the, and God said, this is my son who I love. With him I am well pleased. Jesus is on a mission from God to redeem God's people. To redeem God's people. Yeah, and yeah. that is the baptism that he's been baptized of. And that is why he's in such fire to get this mission completed. Yeah. And we find even more of that in verse 51. Mm -hmm. In verse 51, Jesus just spelled it out. Do you think I came to bring priests on the earth? <laughs> no. No. Not at all. I tell you, I bring rather division. Division, not unity. Wait a minute. That's not how Jesus operates. He operates on unity. Well, let's talk about the myth of the peace of Jesus. John the Baptist, in describing Jesus in Matthew chapter 3, verse 12, says this. His withering fork is in his hand. He will clean up the threshing floor and gather his grain in the barn, but he will burn the shaft from the wheat. That's the vision that Jesus is talking about. <coughs> Dividing the sinful from the ones who are following the way. Pruning the garden. And to do that, the vision must happen. Mm -hmm. And as much as we love our mothers and our fathers and our sisters and our brothers, we must be separated from them if they're not following the way. All right, all right. He says again in Matthew, this is this is uh, John the Baptist talking. Matthew chapter 3, verse 12. But he will burn the shaft with an inextinguishable fire. Jesus talks more about this cleanup in verse 52 through 53. From now on, five people in one household will be divided. Three against two, two against three. They will be divided. Father against son. Son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Because when the rapture comes, if my 
son is not with Jesus, can he go to heaven? Jesus is preaching division. Yes. It's when he wants to have happen in unity among believers. And we cannot have unity among the believers when we have those who don't believe in our best. But it is our role to bring the lost sheep to Jesus. Now, Jesus continues on in this decision time and separation. Jesus said this in Luke 14, 26 through 27. If you come to me, but will not leave your family, you cannot be my father. You must love me more than your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers and sisters, even more than your own life. Whoever carried the cross is given to them when they follow me, they cannot be my followers. We must pick up the cross of Jesus. And we must pick up our own cross of Jesus. Not anybody else's. So, Jesus now has talked about this whole notion of peace and how he's coming. And what his peace looks like. And it looks differently from the myth of the peace that we think that Jesus is bringing. Wow. Dr. King said, the meaning of peace does not mean the absence of conflict. Wow. Wow. The civil rights movement had to have conflict for it to bring the peace of us being able to sit at any lunch counter we want to sit at. The civil rights movement had to go through the conflict of having us being able to have any transportation and sit in the front of the bus instead of the back of the bus. The civil rights movement had to go through the conflict in order for Barack Obama to be elected president. Peace does not mean the absence of conflict. But then Jesus shifted gears in verse 54 through 56, again, if you're looking with it, as he talked about the interpretation of time. There's an old song that says, Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care about time? I just can't imagine why. Well, Jesus wants us to understand what time it is. And then, look at this funny thing. Jesus is talking to crowds of people. He's not saying all these things all by himself. The disciples are there, and crowds of people that are everywhere Jesus went, people fall. And Jesus told the crowds this. When you see a cloud in the morning from the west, you can tell whether or not it's going to rain, can't you? You don't need the weatherman to tell you whether or not it's going to rain. You can look at the clouds yourself and say, it's going to rain. And then look at verse 55. When you see a wind, when you see a soft wind blowing, you say it's going to be hot. We don't need the weather man to tell us, the weather lady to tell us whether it's going to be hot or not, do we? You walk outside, you know it's hot. 
56. Then Jesus says, You hypocrites. Now, do you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky? Yet you don't know how to interpret the present How to interpret, to interpret the present time. It's a great effort. As we continue to deal with the pandemic, great effort. As we continue to deal with racism, great effort. As we continue to be called and spread the gospel to all nations, how do we interpret the present time? This is what the Lord has put on my heart in terms of how we can go about interpreting the present time. First, Sister Kathy, we are a small church with a big vision. We are a small church with a big mission. God gave us the Maddox Center for a reason. And that simple reason was to spread the gospel outside the four walls of this church. So God has laid on my heart that we need to make significant progress, not only in restoring the building to greatness, restoring the building to greatness, restoring the building to greatness, but to launch a nonprofit agency that can help us do God's work out of that building in partnership with other people yeah. by December of 2024. Yeah. Now I know it's impossible for a small church for a new pastor and declining membership to do that. Wow. But as Larry said, nothing is impossible without God. Okay. So greater Bethel, how do we interpret the present time? Secondly, we need to interpret the present time as a time of planning. Alright. A time of planning. Proverbs 16, 3 says, Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Proverbs 16, 9 says, The heart of man plans its way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Proverbs 15.22 says, Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. I was very privileged over the last couple of days of being in Chicago and seeing a church in the inner city take a building that was not gifted to them. And then how they redone that building, rededicated it to greatness for the community that sat in, along with a nonprofit organization that runs the building and runs programs and parks out of That's the model you can dictate here at Great Bethel. So, working with our trustees, working with those of us in our congregations who have been on this issue for a while, working with community partners and others, I propose that we present a plan to the church conference by the next church conference we will have in September about step-by-step step 
how we're going to get to where we need to get to. All right. Some of those places. All right. All right. Planning. Planning. Uh-huh. Planning. Uh-huh. And including as many forces as possible in those plans. But making our plans. How do we interpret the present time? We interpret the present time with courage. Yeah. As a small church, and oh, by the way, the church I visited in Chicago was a small church. All right. It got 60 members. Yeah. It's not a large church. Yeah. How do we interpret the present time? As a small church, we can get disturbed, discouraged, can we not? Yes. Because we've got only so many people and we basically do everything. Amen. We have a program, it's all hands on deck. Yes. We have a service, it is all hands on deck. Yes. We do everything. And I know you get weary. I know you get tired. I almost quoted that post Brandon song. You know she's weary. Them young girls, they do get weary. So we get weary, we get discouraged. But we can be encouraged by Joshua 1-9. And this is what Joshua 1-9 says. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Not to be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you. The Lord will be with us in this effort because the Lord is this effort. All we have to do is plan and do it. Partners will come alongside of us. Partners will come alongside of us and help us raise the money that we need to raise. I do not expect that this church will raise all the money to to revitalize the Madison Center for Greatness. That is not going to be part of the plan. What will be part of the plan is that we use some of the money we do have as seed money to do other things. Amen. And we'll talk about that as we unveil the plan. How do we interpret the present time? We interpret the present time as prayer. Philippians 4 6 tells us, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. God, our request is that we will restore the magic center to greatness and that we will have a nonprofit agency that will help us do good in our community. That is the request. That we'll make known to God. And that is the request that we will pray about. Yes. Now, 11.24 says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Uh-huh. The building will be restored to greatness. The Madison Center will be restored to greatness. Amen. Because that is what we're asking the Lord to do. All right. John 15.7 says this, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, mm-hmm. whatever you wish, it will be done. Yeah. 
And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, it says this. Pray. Pray without. Amen. So, my prayer for you today is, do you have the peace of the Lord? Do you have the peace of Jesus? Not the mythical peace of Jesus where it's all kumbaya and there's no things that are going wrong. There's no conflict. But the peace of Jesus that will pass all understanding because we understand that following Jesus means that there will be conflict. Following Jesus means that we are given mechanisms and ways to deal with the conflict, to deal with the hurt, to deal with the sorrow, to deal with the pain, and to bask in the triumph of glory that will come with you. All right. We pray without ceasing. So, all you say, all you say, Because the peace of Jesus can shake up your life. All right. And if you write that peace, and you know you, your life is shaken up. Pray with this. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of and help me walk in your footsteps. By the power of your Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, for saving me and answering my prayer. It is in Jesus' name I pray. It's all saved. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer with me, you are not saved. Amen. But as I say almost every Sunday, your salvation is only as good as the place that you decide to park. And I say part, it does not mean idle, but it means that you are with a group of believers, a group of great Christians who are dedicated to doing good in our community and spreading the word of the Lord. Amen. Greater Bethel is that place. And we would love for you to do what lots of people have done, particularly this week. Call me on my cell phone. My number is 608. Three five eight one three zero nine. Yeah, I'll put it back at there. Six zero eight three five eight one three zero nine. Call me and let's have a conversation. Yeah. Now let us stand for our hymn of invitation, and it is printed in your bulletin. Uh, it is just as I am without complete. <coughs> So let's just sing one verse, okay?